Deb and Todd, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Thank you. And this day is um, day two of uh, the Broadband Summit, and there's craziness going on everywhere. Great sessions, great networking. Um, and then on top of all that, you guys had this great announcement today, and I'm not going to steal your thunder. What's all this about, and where, you know, where does it fit in the overall context of, you know, next next cities? Well, I'll set it up, and then I'll give it to Todd to make the announcement. Um, over the course of the past year and a half, we've really been thinking a lot about how having gig access in a city impacts the city in general. Mm -hmm. um, and how we'd like to influence some of the ways in which that gig was used in those cities to help improve the experience of the citizens in that city. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we came up with this project. And I'm going to let Todd explain the project. Okay. Great. Today, we are launching the Next Generation Engagement Awards, which is a competitive grant program. Oh, cool. To uh, reward innovative thinking about civic technology and civic engagement. Okay. Uh, as Deb was saying, plenty of folks are aware of the economic or educational benefit to high-speed connectivity. Mm -hmm. But something we really want to focus on is how can it be used to advance democracy, advance civic engagement, get the, you know, for, we've worked on getting people connected. Now let's give them something to do with that connectivity. Right, right, and definitely. how can we make government more responsive? How can we uh, give people a greater role in their own self-governance? And so what we're looking to do is reward uh, smart, out-of-the-box thinking uh, that... Uh, allows cities to propose a program, uh, work with a community partner, identify a community problem, and propose a solution that has a technology component. That mm -hmm. might be a new app to manage local public transportation. It might be a web service on the city's webpage that makes it uh, government easier to engage with and more responsive. But the key that we're really looking for here is a local solution to a local problem that devolves meaningful control and mm -hmm. meaningful democratic uh, decision-making power to the people. Excellent. Now, would I be correct in assuming that there's not a lot of discourse on governance and governing um, that probably should be there because we have, when we talk about broadband, often we talk about um, economic development, sometimes we'll talk about telemedicine, we'll definitely talk about education, but, um, you know, what, how often do we talk about, you know, the governing process and how broadband plays in with that? Uh, you've hit the nail on the head here. So... We have worked in concert with several other uh, and consulted with several other community technology advocates. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a great community out there, uh, good partners doing local work uh, across the country. Uh, but here's where our special sauce comes in. No one has really experimented with civic technology on the broadband speeds we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Next generation connectivity oh, right, right, right. Okay. Uh, that 
and next century cities are, are way out at the forefront of getting, as Deb mentioned, gigabit connectivity and, and less than gigabit, but also very high speed connectivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are looking for uh, how can we take smart civic technology programs and turbocharge them with even better broadband. Okay. So how would you the um, how would you describe the difference between you know being in an environment that might have you know the average speed being about ten well more like two or three megs um, versus a gig uh, kind of atmosphere. High speed connectivity makes so much possible uh, things that we haven't even considered. Uh, things that are going to wow us and amaze us with new innovations. Okay. But here are a few things that we've thought about. Uh, and a few things that occur to us are, are ideas like, let's use, you know, many communities engage in community planning. And mm -hmm. uh, they might have uh, working group sessions with residents and people can come. And if you've ever been to a charrette session, you know, you, you get blocks and you put them together and mm -hmm. you build the kind of park that you want. And everybody right, right. puts blocks together and... Uh, we think, well, that's that's great, right? That gets people involved and it gives them a voice in their own future. Mm -hmm. But what if, with high-speed connectivity, we could allow communities to build online charrettes using computer-assisted design software so that if you're not able to make it to the charrette session in person, m maybe you have a transportation mm -hmm. uh, issue, maybe you're a shift worker and can't be there, uh, whatever the whatever is preventing people from being there, uh, if we can get them there virtually, we can increase the number of voices that are a part of the dialogue about how they want their community uh, to, to to be shaped in the future. And that's that's a, that's good for democracy. That's good for local government. It gives people a real ownership stake in their communities. And we know that too often people feel that. Government is just uh, sort of hidebound and and you know and and um, not agile. But this gives people a real uh, stake in their own future. Mm -hmm. And it, it allows for asynchronous participation, which I think is important, okay. right? Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, even at the speeds of two or three megabits per second, you aren't even watching. You can't go online and watch a city council meeting. Never right. mind participate, right, right? right? But if you have decent speeds, you can not only watch, but you can be a participant, and there can be a video exchange that that's really allows you to feel like you're part of the, mm -hmm. the conversation. And I think it allows people who can't be participants, for all the reasons Todd mentioned and all the reasons that are out there, it gives them the opportunity to feel like they have a voice in government. And, and I think that's really the goal we have, is mm -hmm. for people to feel like they have not just that they can say, you know, the trash didn't get picked up, but, but really have a voice that matters and changes something and changes the way things happen. So it's, you know, it's, it's participatory democracy, mm -hmm. right? It's civic engagement. It's opportunity for citizens to be a part of that. But then where does the innovation part come in? Um, you're saying, you know, so you're basically saying there's, there's, there's a contest to see who comes up with the most Great, uh, a creative type of um, app, but then what? I, I guess I'm sort of you know how that actually work. What 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 types of you know um, innovation 
do you think might come out as a result of this, or what category of innovation will come out of it? I think we both have something to say yeah. on this, but I'll, I'll talk for a second. We actually did a ton of research, okay. and there are some cool things sort of bubbling to the surface. Things around voting um, and, and the opportunity to engage in a different way. Uh, things around civic participation and things like participatory budgeting. We've seen some of that. Okay. But, okay. but what we hope is, what we, what we didn't want to do is structure it so much by trying to define the outcome that we didn't allow the city to think creatively about what is a problem we know we have right. and how could technology be a part of the solution. Okay. So I don't know if you have something to add to that, Tevin. Uh, uh, to paraphrase our former Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld, there are known knowns, there are known unknowns, and there are unknown unknowns. And what excites me the most is that there are problems that we haven't, that are nowhere on our whiteboard. Deb and I have done months of, of thinking about, well, what, what kind of proposals might we get? What are the problems of local governance? What are the issues that people are trying to solve? But what excites me is each time we talk to someone about well, what are you doing in your community, they always propose something that we'd never thought about, that wasn't on our radar anywhere. Mm -hmm. And recently someone said, well, well, geez, what if we've got census coming up in a couple of years? What if we found a, a clever way, and, and you know, this time around a lot of the census participation will be online, uh, they're going to have fewer people walking around knocking on doors. Mm -hmm. What if we could structure something uh, so that we could do some outreach with folks that tend not to participate in the census for whatever reason? Mm -hmm. uh, how could we engage them digitally? And I thought, well, gosh, that is a really provocative idea. And that falls in that category of sort of delightful innovation that no one ha had thought about at that point. And we are really looking forward to applicants wowing us with a uniquely local issue that is a uniquely local solution that they've identified that involves technology to, to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And we imagine, you know, this we're, we're asking folks to, this will be open source opportunity right, too. So right. uh, the problem of a small community may be replicated in another small community and they haven't got a solution. And so we kind of hope that we can spur this forward right. uh, with other communities in, in finding solutions. Mm -hmm. Now, I might be a little bit neoparchial and haven't quite got into the uh, what we're doing, but um, so, so I can say, uh, well, some app or some uh, online service <clears throat> that um, helps uh, increase the participation uh, in voting. Mm -hmm. And that might be the starting point. Mm -hmm. Now, is it that kind of a process where we're saying, you know, here, there are ways in which we're doing things now, and what we're hoping for is that the technology will find a way to help things do either be simpler or more inclusive or 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 something else. I mean Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And and I would say, you know, for us more inclusive more inclusive is a big part of this. Right? Okay. Who who are we missing at the city council meeting? Who are we missing? Who's not voting? Who doesn't have access to do that? Who's not participating in, you know, great cultural events in your city? Mm -hmm. How are we changing that 
scenario by introducing some technology solution. So you can think of it as, you know, we have a, a great um, arts program. Mm -hmm. And so the, might, the solution might be how we can get our uh, disabled um, citizens and our low-income folks who may not have a, uh, an appreciation or an access to art, uh, be it, you know, culture or, 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 you know, music or artwork itself, um, that's kind of the, the, the thinking then, right? I'm, I'm sort of following this, this discussion. Or maybe the city arts program is never given, so that community, that segment mm -hmm. that doesn't participate, maybe it hasn't handed them a microphone yet. Maybe it hasn't given them a chance okay. to, to tell their own story in the arts program. And uh, I think we can, we can look at, you know, people maybe are not participating because of accessibility issues or mm -hmm. that this sort of socioeconomic variables you've laid out. Maybe they're not participating because they don't feel they have a voice. And so how can we use technology to try and attend to both of those issues at once? Okay. Who gets invited? How do they get invited? And do they participate once they're invited? Mm -hmm. It's part of the deal. Because mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm just thinking out loud as we go along. But like in the, um, so this is a report on uh, libraries and, and, and broadband. Mm -hmm. And um, a great report, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. You liked it. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. It's always good to know that, uh, you know, it's not just me who's thinking all these outrageous things. But one of the more outrageous but interesting um, is Santa Monica Library mm -hmm. has a, a human library. So basically, in half-hour segments, um, someone who might be a, a politician or um, you know second-generation uh, immigrant and what have you, you can go in as a patron and say, "Well, you know, these are my options, or whatever." And I want to hear about someone who uh, you know who's father was in World War II, for example, mm -hmm. and that might be the person speaking um, that day. Mm -hmm. And so what it opens up is a real-time um, cultural ex exchange um, and sort of the getting inside of someone's in a different situation than yourself and just learning in a in a very open di dialogue mm -hmm. kind of thing. I mean, it's like, and it was done, I guess, initially in in um, uh, Europe, uh, Sweden, I think. But the, the but the deal would be, you know, so maybe someone looks at that and says, we can create new ways of interacting mm -hmm. with people Precisely. in our community. And now we can do it in a uh, in a in a, uh, in a broadband sort of way. I mean, the one of the things that the folks at, at Santa Monica Library said, you know, uh, one of the values of the program is that um, uh, it's very personal. 
Right. 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 And that would be the one thing you would lose in a high tech environment like a Skype or something because you wouldn't have that like I'm sitting down talking to you about whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and I understand their position. I also understand that you can possibly do uh, a version of that. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like what you guys are trying to encourage is you know for people that maybe to take an idea and then uh, blue sky it mm-hmm. and come up with uh, two or three or five different variations on that so that it still maintains its personal fullness but also deals with the fact that you know there are a lot of people in a given community. Well, you know, I, I think about that and I think about some of the libraries that have done a great, I mean, I'm a library fan, but some of the libraries that have done a great job of getting personal histories from people who live in the community. Yes, yes, yes. And indeed, how right. that mm-hmm. can't be done, especially if you're going to view it online, it can't be done unless you've got good access. Right, right, right. right. And so anything of that sort, we would be excited to hear about. Right. I mean, it's a, it's an opportunity for city citizens and communities to really think internally what's a problem we've got Mm -hmm. and that we haven't found a really successful solution for Mm -hmm. and how might technology impact that end result right right so the applicants in this case the actual application has to come from someone who works for the municipality either the city or the county government right Um, they can work with local philanthropy and in fact we highly encourage it Local mm-hmm. philanthropy, uh, local nonprofits, libraries, schools, all of the above. Okay. So we think that uh, kind of partnering together to to work on a solution is a really smart decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, just some, from a mechanical standpoint, when does this um, contest start, and when does it finish, and what are some of the you know the criteria? Because people, I'm sure, someone's going to want to know. Well, you know. Did you have an expert panel uh, that's going to be mm-hmm. judging, or it's going to be you know you submit something mm-hmm. as a video or something, whatever? But but what what are the mechanics of the uh, of the? Um, I don't know if it's is it okay yeah, to talk yeah. about. Let's sure. talk mechanics. Sure. Uh, today, the sixth of April, uh, starting today, we're accepting applications. Okay. Uh, you can learn more at nextcenturycities.org. Right. Uh, there you can see our application form, uh, and you can read more about uh, our Next Generation Engagement Awards. Uh, to answer some of your other questions, yes, we will. We have an online application form. Again, to repeat uh, Deb's point, we need a, a municipal or county employee to apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are open, this is open to non-NCC member cities as well as our members, so we would encourage everyone to join. Uh, it's free and you get access to all of the resources that we provide. Mm-hmm. And we do have a panel of judges that will be yeah. reviewing them. So we have that, uh, I think that keeps us honest and prevents <laughs> us from just thinking, you know, I, I might see a proposal, but I think looks looks fantastic, but uh, it's important I'm not the only uh, right. vote here. So. And we will have a webinar that will give more specific information, and that, I believe, is April 20th. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right. And, and that uh, information's on our site as well, how to join. You can register for the webinar online, and just so everyone knows, uh, we are taking applications until the 15th of June. Ah, okay, okay. And um, now, are there going to be different categories, uh, or is it just, you know, all, 
you know, everybody who applies is all in, in one big pool or how have you thought about how you're going to do that? Yeah, I imagine, you know, at this point we're looking at everybody in the same pool, okay. right? So we're looking for really creative solutions. We'd be pleased if we ended up with folks that represented both a diversity of the country, mm -hmm. you know, in location mm -hmm. and a diversity of size, but we aren't predetermining that. Okay. Right? This is up to the judges to determine. Of course, we'd like that to be the outcome. Right, right, right. But, it, but, it, but it's first time, so you can yeah. do really what you want mm -hmm. and, you know, explore new boundaries and, uh -huh. you know, kind of a certain, a certain amount of, uh, you know, wing it and, and, mm -hmm. and, see, uh, and see where you go with that. I mean, I, I'm really uh, intrigued uh, by this. Um, Wow. Now, are there are there um, uh, credits for um, practicality, right? Because one of the things is that you get people coming in and say, "Okay, what are these, all these great ideas?" But is there a component that says um, at least you have to make a, uh, a game plan mm -hmm. for how you would actually in uh, you know, enacted mm -hmm. because one of the things could be you know we're we're doing a blue sky kind of thing and that's good um, and one thing could lead to another but at a certain point someone's got to say or not well, I guess I should say um, how practical is it mm -hmm. and how do we at least compensate or at least show that you show that you thought through mm -hmm. the practicalities of this whole thing. You, your question cuts to the heart of the matter, which is that there's a whole spectrum of solutions, right? You, you could, I, I'm sure that local government folks, uh, if, if you ask any of them, uh, and I have, well, isn't there just this one sort of vexing, nagging problem that's just always kind of bugged you? Mm -hmm. and, and you'll always get something. You'll always hear something, right? right? right. If, if, you, if you could change one thing about the way your city is run, you will always get an, a really provocative answer. Now, but then what's the solution, right? Okay, we identified that as a problem, but how are we gonna fix it? And there's a whole spectrum of solutions from a, a very sort of um, practical, pragmatic, granular approach that may not do much new, but just involves putting resources into something, right? Mm -hmm. On another end of the spectrum is what you might call a moonshot. Well, geez, we have no idea if this is going to work, but if it does, man, oh, man, right? Mm -hmm. And then in the middle are something that's maybe a, a balance of the two that addresses an emerging problem with uh, a provocative solution, a, 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 an emerging solution. Uh, and I think our, our judges are going to be looking at, at balancing both ends of that because we do want to make sure that... Um, that the award money is is put to real real use and and is touching real people. Um, that said, we we do want to see innovation. Mm -hmm. and, and we you know part of the practicality comes in when you have to fill in a budget, yeah. right? Okay. You know that you could have this great idea that would cost you two million dollars. It would be fabulous. But since the grant money is up to thirty thousand, and of course we are hoping and encouraging cities to find other funds to mm -hmm. add to that. Um, that limits the mm -hmm. kind of, you know, moonshot idea that right. you can address, right? Mm -hmm. So that will bring some, lend some practicality. And we are, of course, asking people for very specifics about it. 
um, and the folks that get selected will have to create a very definitive timeline. Mm -hmm. to, oh, good. You know that's, what I'm that's saying? Good. That's good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we want to judge the idea and the potential solution on its merits, and then we'll work mm -hmm. with folks on getting a really good timeline. Part of the part of the in-kind support we provide is both technical and policy support. Okay, there you go. So there will be uh, assistance on the back end of this. Mm -hmm. We really want this to work, and so we're going to jump in and, and be uh, helpful during the process. Mm -hmm. Now, will there be uh, you know, the usual kinds of... Uh, announcements and PR stuff to mm -hmm. get the word out that 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 these people are you know um, well actually there's a couple things uh, so one is are the you know are the uh, winners going to be like broadly announced mm -hmm. oh, of course. but but also um, all the people who participate is there like I don't know a website or something where people can just go see what different people have done or are offered because someone might take the idea and even though it wasn't you know the one selected someone might look at it and say well we might be able to do something with that here so in essence that yeah. your your applicants can be idea generators in other communities yeah. by having people just come by and, and see who did what well, that's a fabulous idea we hadn't thought of, but certainly <laughs> we can do that. I mean, it, it is helpful to brainstorm those ideas internally, come up with the one that matters to you, and if we could then uh, share the ideas, whether they're the winners or not the winners, mm -hmm. it, it does generate more energy around this kind of effort. I right. And, and, you know, having worked in the city, I worked uh, in Boston, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that when you engage in this process of identifying an issue you want to solve and a potential solution, sometimes you don't get the award, but you do it anyway. Right, right, right. And that, that, so, that would be my point, yes. Yeah. Um, because I was talking to some folks here uh, yesterday about the fact that, um, you know, I've worked for government and I've worked for uh, the private sector. And, you know, by and large, the private sector is very closed and you can't talk about stuff mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. And uh, but on the other hand, you have government agencies and they're willing to share and, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. collaborate and all those kinds of things. And that is a more inviting, to me anyway, uh, aspect of dealing with government yeah. world. I don't think it's always been that way, but I think it really is now. Mm -hmm. And I will say, uh, just the work that we do as Next Century Cities, I contact CIOs and mayors all over the country all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Santa Monica being one of them, Jory right. Wolf, their mm -hmm. CIO is mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, and I'll call folks up and say, hey, Jory, you know, you have a great incremental plan for building out your network. Can you talk to this city over here who's right. thinking of doing something similar? I have never had a single city official say no. Mm, right. And I do that every day. I think people get that city working for the city is hard work, work mm -hmm. for the county, mm -hmm. and they are willing to share and help their colleagues across the country. I find it a really amazing network of people. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would like to shift a little bit um, with this type of in, uh, in, uh, heightened engagement which is what we're, you know, one of the aspects of, of the, you know, these different ideas we're hoping, is there a possibility that um, unlike 
life in D.C. and in a lot of state houses, is it possible that at the lo local level we could shift or encourage a, a greater degree of m m bipartisanship? Oh, absolutely. Um, because we're getting it to a point, like I, I was talking to some folks last night, and you know, and she's from D.C. and she's just going, you know, the 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 political system in Washington, and I hate to to, to seem seem alarmist, but she goes, it's totally broken. It's gotten to a point where everything has become partisan, and you can't go anywhere, right? And right. so the whole thing about government is there's a compromise, there's give and take, and you know there there are twins of you know one house is in power mm -hmm. at one point, but then it kind of like shifts back to the other side, you know, as the temperament changes and what have you. But in in Washington, it's like you know it's become it's beyond gridlock. And I sometimes talk about um, um, uh, broadband as a way that actually brings bipartisanship because people who are politically opposed on a lot of issues will come together for mm -hmm. broadband, right? Yeah. Now, can we look at you know some of these ideas that you're hoping to generate as hopefully maybe ways to... Um, break down the partisanship and get communities more engaged with, you know, being a uh, all oars in kind of a community. It, well, here's what I'll say. Uh, one of our guiding principles at Next Century Cities is that the internet is nonpartisan. Mm -hmm. uh, and while it's not one of our principles, Anyone that's worked with mayors can tell you that municipal level governance and county level governance uh, is very solutions oriented. It's roll up your sleeves and get stuff done. Right, right. Kind of a disposition. And if you know, if there's anything that uh, is or ought be uh, nonpartisan, it is uh, municipal level, county level uh, policy making about uh, broadband internet and. Uh, fixing the problems that are uh, fixing local problems and addressing local connectivity issues, uh, because if anyone understands that this is just it's hard work and we just got to get it done, right, right, we right. need to we need to uh, you know dispense with the speechifying and dispense <laughs> with the the uh, grenade throwing and and get some work done. It's right. uh, local level uh, local government officials that are working to get their communities better wired. And this might be a good sign, you know, um, I, I, t I mentioned uh, that I, I spoke with um, Aaron Deacon, uh, and, and his, his uh, interview is right before yours, and we were talking about, the, the, um, you know, what can you do with a gig? Because mm -hmm. this is sort of like, this has become a cliche kind of question in my book. Um, and, and, and Aaron was the same way. He was basically like, you know, we're kind of beyond that now. We're more talking about how are we doing certain things with a gig. It's mm -hmm. not about mm -hmm. what you can do. It's like the, all these ideas are bu bubbling up and so forth. Um, and again, are we, you know, we talk about earth, um, economic development and we talk about education and so forth. The... 
the goal of improving the government um, is the network a way to do that? I mean, you're you're basically doing it with this with this um, innovations contest, but in sort of in a general you know bigger picture uh, view, you know, is improving the way government works a byproduct of broadband and particularly, you know, the gigabit world? I, I think it already is in so many cities. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's not always accessible to everyone, right. which is problematic, and, and it's a problem I think cities are, are working very hard to solve. But we're already, I mean, it would never have occurred to me in Boston to pay a parking ticket online, to go downtown and pay a parking ticket. Mm -hmm. You can pay all that online now, right? When you have access. Right. Um, and that improves government service, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not standing in line. I'm not having to take time off work. I'm not having to go when they're open. I can do all this asynchronously. I can solve these problems. Right. Permitting, things like that have gotten so much easier for folks because it's all available. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's not something that we do that it's not something new that we're doing it's something that we're doing differently right 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 okay. and I think what we're saying is we should be thinking about what is new not just what we can do differently because we have technology right. so there's right. two different ways to look at it and we imagine this award will help cities think about how to use this technology to do something different than they're currently doing using the technology versus just uh, replacing paper with a te with technology. Right, and in, in some respects, I think that's the idea behind a smart city. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. You know, it's, it's so. So I'm I'm talking with one group about doing a report that looks at um, broadband in an urban environment, right? Because uh -huh. we talk a lot about the ur uh, the rural areas. We don't talk a lot about the urban the urban because we think that that's all solved. That right. issue of technology. Uh, uh, connectivity is already solved, um, but the thing was when we when we're talking about doing something to talk to, to address that, um, it's sort of like there's getting the access in, and then you're just basically saying, can you get it as many places as possible, and that's like a um, a plateau and then you have the smart city idea mm -hmm. and that becomes a multitude of technologies and services and so forth coming together mm -hmm. and they're kind of like they sort of sound like the same but one is about implement implementation of um, fiber or fiber and wireless, you know, the infrastructure start. Right. But the smart city is, you know, taking the infrastructure, but then mixing it with a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. infrastructures and processes to create some new series right. of stuff. Exactly. Now, would your, would your uh, contest be more along the lines of, you know, creating a smart city more so than, you know, a way to get broadband affordable and built out to, you know. Yeah, we're, we're really not about, I mean, at Next Century Cities, we do a lot of work in helping people think about infrastructure. Mm -hmm. This really isn't an infrastructure award. Right, This is right. really an innovation award. Right. And so. it's what you do with the, the right. technology is right. being a big a, And a the big more thing. it's integrated into other services and opportunities in a city, 
the better it is because it's more likely to be recognized and used. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping that this will, uh, we're not only rewarding innovative ideas, uh, we hope that by kicking this project off, we're going to initiate and, and catalyze some innovative thinking. And mm -hmm. uh, that, as you mentioned earlier, uh, even projects that don't get funded uh, can result in uh, somebody else mm -hmm. you know, taking uh, taking over that project and saying we're going to make this happen here. Right, right. Well, let's. Um, um, I, you know, I got so I got a good idea of how that's going to work, and I definitely want to keep a tabs of it, and then maybe even get uh, you know who the the how many how many. Uh, awards do you think there will be as a result of this? Our, our plan is to issue three awards of okay. up to $30,000. Uh, however, if any sponsors are, are listening today, uh, with additional funding, we can make more or larger okay. awards. Okay. So uh, in a perfect world, we'd get a, a big <laughs> check in the mail tomorrow and we could... Uh, and we could hand out even more prizes, but mm -hmm. well, and, and certainly when that time comes, when we make those awards, we'll be in communication, and maybe you'd like to uh, do a show with some of those folks. Oh, definitely, because yeah. I think that you know um, a lot of what's been done on my show has been helping people understand how to get the infrastructure into place. But we're at a spot where we've got you know one segment of you know a lot of people who are trying to figure out where to go or how to go and then there's a number of people who are saying okay we're here now what's next and how can we you know uh, tap into this and so forth um, one thing I do I want to you know we, we talked about a year and a half ago so obviously mm -hmm. before um, I took a little vacation but um, what's uh, been you know what's new I think because the first time we talked I think there were 50 Mm -hmm. Members, mm -hmm. and I think you said they're they're now 130. Yep. Whoa. Actually, 131 as of okay, right goal. this moment. 131 <laughs> representing 27 million Americans. So mm -hmm. big cities, small cities, rural, urban, suburban. We are across the board, across the country, um, and you know our mayors are really. Uh, doing a great job of collaborating and working together to make change. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a bunch of our mayors signed a letter about Lifeline. Mm -hmm. um, we've supported um, local choice, for example. It's one of our principles is that decisions are best made locally. Right, right, right. And so we, we have a good voice when our mayors speak as a group. Mm -hmm. And... Um... Oh, I had an idea that looked away. Um, <clears throat> in the... Oh, has your mission uh, been pretty much the same? Have you added some mm -hmm. tenants since the, you know, a year ago? Or? We're, we've remained really steadfastly on that mission. Okay. We work with cities that have or want uh, fast, affordable, reliable broadband. So right. this um, particular project is really helpful mm -hmm. in those cities mm -hmm. where we've got folks that have high-speed broadband. Um, but we work with cities like Chattanooga, as you know, like Wilson, North Carolina, mm -hmm. like Lafayette. And uh, then we work with cities like L.A., who, who released an RFI and they're working on their solution. We work with Google Cities. We work with cities that have figured it out in cities that are trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So 
we continue to be a an uh, uh, unbiased source of information and opportunity for our city leaders and you know CIOs across the country. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, look, I, I you know we we all got to get back to the mm -hmm. business end. But what's your take on um, on broadband summit? Because uh, having not been here a year ago. Um, it seems to be bigger. Uh, it's still gay, engaging. You know, got a lot mm -hmm. of people and stuff. Uh, what's your What's your take on the show so far? We're like day and a half into into it. Well, uh, this is my first broadband community summit, so uh, I don't have a point of reference. But I can say that we've heard from some fantastic speakers. We've had some great panels. Uh, there are a lot of uh, really brilliant people that turned out. So we couldn't be more grateful to launch uh, the Next Generation Engagement Awards here. Mm -hmm. And I will add to that, uh, I am thrilled that I could look in that audience and see the many people who have informed my learning over the course of this time <laughs> and allowed me, including you, allowed me to be able to be a better resource for the people that we serve. Mm -hmm. And I have appreciated that. It's a, it is one of my favorite summits to come to for sure. Cool deal. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest, right? I mean, it's there's, huge. There's, there's, there's far fiber to the home, but that is more, that's a combination of things, you know, and a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the plumbing vendors and, you know, the folks that deal. But I think, you know, as far as a community-focused um, broadband kind of event, this mm -hmm. is still the top of the... It is a very big, big event. And uh, a lot of people come here that uh, are really helpful to folks who want to learn. Right. right. So, you know, we have Jim Baller and Joanne Hovis and Chris Mitchell. I mean, it's just, uh, you look around the room and everybody's somebody you've read. Whose stuff you've read. And so you know you're in the right place right, when you right. have that kind of support. Excellent. Well, I'm going to let you get on back to it. Great. And uh, thank you for making some time and to talk about your, um, your, your program. And I, I look forward to, you know, seeing this all unfold. I think it's a really good idea. Thank you. Thanks so much, Greg. All righty. So take care. And um, to our uh, audience, thank you very much for being here. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about... Um, uh, a particular community in Ohio that has built the network which it relies as heavily on wireless and wired mm -hmm. and I think it's gonna be a very good show to talk about um, this sort of this idea of a hybrid network so so be uh, be in tune and we'll talk to you again thank you